This episode is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code O-P-O-P-I-E at Manscaped.com. Tell it to my heart. Do-do-do-do-do. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my live stream 500 feet above New York City. And with that, I stepped in dog poo yesterday and uh, washed it off in a waterfall. I hope your Tuesday was lovely. Uh, tell it to your heart. I was in a, I was in an AT&T store yesterday. Oh my God. That's hell on earth, right? They make the AT&T store look so good on the TV commercials and you walk in and you're like, hi, I'm here. First of all, where's all the blue shirts? I don't see any blue shirts in here. Okay. So anyway, I want to buy a phone for my son's 13th birthday. What? Wait in line. Have a seat. There's four people ahead of you. This is not like the commercial where they walk in and everything is all dandy. And then they have Taylor Dane. Tell it to my heart. Playing over and over again on a loop because I guess their music system was busted. So I had to listen to Taylor Dane's uh, Tell It to My Heart over and over and over again. We're, we're the fine people from the TV commercials. This isn't what I'm used to. When I see it on TV, it looks a lot different than in real life. That's weird. And then you have to listen to the dummies in front of you. Do you have an email? I, I don't have an email. Well, well we're going to have to set up an email. Do you, do you have an account with that? I don't have an account with you. So they have to start from scratch. And you're like, oh, my God. Tell it to my heart. All right, anyway, I wow, right to a super chat. My God, am I going to make money today for my haircut? Get the glasses because I'm tired. That's all. Is that okay with you? Is that okay with you? Okay, good. I got the sleepies. I got the very sleepy eyes. Uh, Ken Mosca just gave me $10 like it's nothing. Good morning, Hope. You just paid for a third of my haircut. So cheers on that, Ken Mosca. Thank you. It's been a while. I kind of know this Ken Mosca. Penelope says, that was a decent song. She was from my hometown of Huntington, Long Island, that Taylor Dane. Tell it to my heart. You would think I would know another line from the song, considering it was on a loop for about a half hour to 45 minutes. All right, what's up, Stan Davis? We didn't even say good morning to everybody because I was uh, uh, I was too bothered with my, my shoes with the dog poo on them that are outside my apartment right now. I'm, I'm thinking, should I just throw them away? Uh oh, uh oh. You're welcome. That's very rare that you get to hear my Ric Flair sneeze. Very, very rare because I've done good with the allergies, except for this right eye that I want to itch out of my, uh, my effing skull. There's Paul. I'm here to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. Isn't that great? These lunatics, man. It's the only time my phone rings now. I actually call people again. I want to have that one-on-one, and people get a little weird at first. I'm like, dude, I'm so sick of just texting you. So how are you? So I'm going old school and having actual phone calls with my friends. But the only time my phone actually rings is with these uh, these spammers. And then there, there was one. Oh, it's the solar paneling one. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't have a house. What do you mean you don't have a house? I live in New York City. I don't have a house. 
Well, anyway, do you know you could say blah, blah if you get some? Sir, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't have a house. What do you mean you don't have? I don't have a house. And it doesn't stop these people. I'm like, I don't have a house, sir. I'm sorry. I can't help you on this one. Morning Ope, it's going to be a great day. Hell yeah. Although uh, we're tired because yesterday was my son's 13th birthday. That's why the that's why the sunglasses. Man, you know what? I don't give a fuck. You could see puffy, stupid eyes. There you go. Oh, they're not even that bad. We're tired. We did the uh, we did the birthday thing upright, man. Upright. He wanted he wanted the famous cream puffs, but the cream puff lady uh, closed down in my neighborhood. You might remember in the early days of the OP Radio podcast, me and Krista Stefano walked the streets of my neighborhood and we ended, we ended up at the cream puff place and he fell in love with the cream puffs. And that was the same place that we would go uh, on a regular basis to get cream puffs, you know, for special occasions, birthdays or whatnot, if, or if we had people coming up, if we wanted to get them a nice dessert, they were so good that I was live streaming one day in the early days when no one was watching my live streams, when no one was live streaming. I, I was ahead of the curve on that, too. People like, what are you doing? Why are you live streaming? I'm like, because this is the future. I know it. Yeah, whatever. So the, the cream puffs were so good. And I was live streaming that um, I tried to kiss uh, the lady that made them. <laughs> I got to find I got to find that video again. I'll try to post it on my Instagram and my other social media. But. Uh, this is a, this is a true story. And although I was like, maybe, uh, pumping up my personality cause I was on the live stream, I would have absolutely kissed her on her creamy puffy lips. And that's a compliment because the cream puffs were that damn good. And she denied my kiss. I was banging on the window because she wasn't even open yet. And I was trying to get a kiss cause her cream puffs were so good. And she's the lady that makes them. I'm, that, that's all logical, right? So my son wanted his uh, his cream puffs for um, for his birthday yesterday. And they only have one other location. And it's like, man, it's way down near, uh, where was it? 53rd Street and 2nd Avenue. And there is no easy way to get there. Can I go local for the people? So there are parts of the city that are not easy to get to. So my wife goes, uh, they open at noon. I'm like, okay. And I jump on my scooter and I go. That sounds logical, right? <laughs> our our OP sunglasses from the Gloria the Gloria Vanderbilt collection. <laughs> All right. We need some super chats to buy new glasses because now I'll never wear these again. Thanks to yogurt eater since I was 18. I will never wear these again, thanks to you. So now we need a couple extra super chats to buy new sunglasses. So my wife goes, uh, you know, that would be really helpful if you uh, got the, the cream puffs from the last location in New York City. I'm like, hell, I could do that. She goes, all right, it opens at noon. I'm like, okay. And I put on a sweatshirt and my sweats with no underwear. Oh, too much information. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'll take that cheers back. Sorry about that one. Sometimes they slip. And, uh, and I jumped on my scooter, and I, I took off, and I get there, right? Remember, my wife says it opens at uh, noon. I'm like, okay, great. And I, I, I ran out of the house immediately to get the cream puffs. I got there at 1120. <laughs> and it took, like, 
It took like 20 minutes on an electric scooter. I got there at 1120. I call my wife. And once again, I have to tell her I'm a dummy. You know, it's a, it's a regular occurrence with me and my wife. I'm a dummy. Why are you a dummy this time? You told me it opened at noon. And uh, here I am at 1120 because I wasn't paying attention to, you know, time. I'm like, man. And she goes, you could live stream. I'm like, man, I ain't live streaming. It's our son's birthday. I don't want to worry about that. She goes, you can walk around, maybe try to get another gift or something. So I start walking around. There's nothing in the area. I mean, literally nothing in the area. Nothing. It's one of the areas of New York where they put spikes on everything so you can't sit down. It's one of those areas. And then I see a bar. But but I'm really not a drinker, even though I do the beer show with Matt from Get Parts. I'm a, I'm a sipper of beers. But there was a bar that was... Uh, that was called, you got to look it up too, because uh, it's called Strange Love. And immediately I'm thinking, all right, is this one of these weird bars? You can't say, you can't say the, the, the G word anymore. You know, when you, because then people are like, what's, what's wrong with that type of bar? I'm just saying, you know, being a person that's not, not, not uh, a participant in those type of bars I was wondering if this strange love bar was one of those type of places. And then I'm like Googling it. And then I, 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 I Google this place because now I'm, I'm just curious, right? Because I'm bored as hell and I got another 40 minutes to wait for the cream puffs uh, lady to open. And, and I, I Google this place and it sounds absolutely amazing. I'm just joking by saying the G word. I'm just joking about saying the G word. Relax. Um, and it turns out this bar has been around forever and it has a punk vibe to it. It's down and dirty. It's well known in New York City in that area. Um, they serve just basic stuff and supposedly the bartender's cool as hell and it has an amazing vibe. Um, but that said, I didn't go in. So that story was stupid. That story was stupid. Oh my God, that story was stupid. Because after the Google and the and the reviews, and then finding it out, it's not the, that type of place. It's not that type of place. Even though I'm secure enough, I guess I could walk into one of those places and say, "No, not now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, thank you." You know, um, I should have walked in at least and, and saw it after after that setup, but I didn't. But it but it looks cool. So I guess if you're looking for like a cool bar in New York City, maybe check out Strange Love. Oh my God, that went nowhere. Hey, hope you meander much. So then, Ross Dog, did you really just give me six dollars? Country roads take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Rest in peace, some dude named John Denver. <laughs> John Denver should still be alive, but he actually bought a he bought an aeroplane and had it shipped to his house, and then he put his aeroplane together and took it for a little uh, a little spin, and he never returned home. Take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Mountain Highway, take me home, country road, something like that. But he should be alive. He's one of these celebrities that should be alive. It was some kind of experimental aircraft that he bought 
and built and, and put together himself, if I remember the story correctly, from a million years ago. But that Ross, that, that very random. Thanks for the six dollars, and also thanks for the content because my stupid bar story just meandered to nowhere. AOC. <laughs> I'll get back to the cream puff story because it's riveting. The ending of the cream puff story is riveting. But uh, Ross Dogs, Broken Spirit, AOC has big logs. Ross, you're coming in hot today, man. You got two great things for the live stream. Look, I turn this on and um, I'll have like two or three things I sort of want to talk about. It's it's kind of my style. But I really love flying by the seat of my pants and just seeing if I can make crap up on the fly. I know it's not the, the best way to do these things, but I just love it this way. That's why that's why I love people that are trying to give me content and material. And uh, Ross just gave me some uh, content and material. I'm not going to lie to you. I think AOC is annoying as all hell. I think the extremists uh, uh, in, in both parties are annoying as hell. AOC on the on the left, and think uh, uh, well, a bunch of people on the right, right? Uh, think uh, think uh, Kevin McCarthy or or some of these other or the cave woman. Like uh, the extremists on on both sides drive me nuts, and AOC is no exception. Okay, but man, she's got some great lungs. So that confuses a lot of people out there. You know, there's a lot of people that want to hate on AOC, and then some video pops up that shows she has ama amazing lungs. Look at the 100 coming in on the Instagram. 100 like this over and over again. Keep hitting that 100 and hit those likes too. It really helps. So I'm one of the people that are really obsessed with politics. I'm not. I, I can't stand both sides. But I, I try to like uh, I try to tell them like I see them. I wonder if these like just lunatic uh, righties see AOC and it and it makes it move a little bit in them. It makes it makes it move a little bit in them. And I, I wonder if they're conflicted because they want to hate on AOC so bad. And then you see those those uh, big lungs. <laughs> oh, my God. And she knows she has the big lungs, man. She 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 wears the proper attire for her big lungs. And uh, I want one person to admit that he hates the left. He's all in with the Trump and all that garbage. But that AOC and her big lungs makes it move a little bit and, and it confuses you. I want just one person to admit that today. Yeah, we've been celebrating my son's 13th for a while. We went to Niagara Falls. A lot of people know that. And then he's going to have his uh, kids, uh, a kid party very, very soon. And then yesterday uh, he got home from school and we uh, went to see Guardians of the Galaxy number tray, number three. Uh, I don't know if you've been with me a while, but that's uh, one of the things me and my son bond over is Marvel movies, which is crazy if you think about it. Because back in the day when I was doing Opie and Anthony, you know, E-Rock, uh, he, he knows his movies and his geek culture, and he would, I think he would even uh, quiz me, is this a DC movie or a Marvel movie? What movies do you like better, Marvel or DC? And I was like, ah, I didn't know shit. I've seen every Marvel movie now, every single one, and the series that they do on Disney+. Plus. We, we're all in. 
So we wanted to see Guardians of the Galaxy for his birthday yesterday. There's a new theater that opened up that was kick-ass, by the way. It's one of these theaters where they serve alcohol and real food and have giant trays now and beautiful seats. You pull your tray and you can just put everything nice right in front of you. They just opened up. The theater still smells like a brand new car. And we saw Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, yeah. I don't know what's I don't know what Marvel's doing. They're like they're getting them, uh, they're getting much darker with their movies lately. And Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, what makes those movies so much fun is the comedy and the characters. But I don't know. I guess these 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 youngsters they don't want that. They just want action. So this car, Guardians of the Galaxy was one giant action scene. And they didn't slow it down much for the character development or the uh, or the uh, the comedy. Um, and it, it was all right. We liked it, but a little disappointing, I think. I just wish they had more comedy. But and, and, and there's like there's problems with the storyline. But I'll, I'll wait for a few more people to watch this damn movie, and then we could we could do a deep dive with the. Um, with the latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, but that's what he wanted to see. And there were reviews online that it might be a little too uh, graphic and violent for kids, but I don't know. We've raised our kids. We, they, they see some they see some adult stuff. Maybe I could talk about one of the movies we saw. Uh, you know, I should wait a little longer. Uh, look, I know I'm talking to parents out there. Every once in a while, you make a mistake. You make a mistake. All right, I can tell you this, but hold on. Uh, St. Ranger, 1959, $5. I was raised in San Fran in the 1960s, but I spent the summer of 1972 visiting my sister in Elizabeth, New Jersey. We went to New York City a couple times a week. Right on, brother. Cheers on that. Man, you were, you were coming into the city when it was a scary place. I'm from Long Island originally, and we came into the city – and it was really, really sketchy and scary, but it made it so much fun, man. Now it's it's not it's not scary or sketchy at all. There's there's parts you got to be careful in, but in general, it's uh, not as bad as as the media makes it out to be. Um, so anyway, uh, the mistake. Uh, hear me out. The mistake uh, I made as a parent and letting my kids like you know see stuff that's a little a little a little older than them we thought or not we i have to take responsibility for this i thought it'd be a great idea to show them the latest jackass movie because i love the jackass movies <laughs> jackass the last movie especially was incredibly disappointing because they're obsessed with showing off their junk the whole movie was basically them showing off their junk. And, you know, the first one was like, like that. And looking at the kids like, all right, it's too late now. All right, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll be done with their obsession with showing off their junk and they'll get back to some of these silly stunts. And it happened again. Like, so we had to turn off the movie. Obviously, you've got to be responsible at that point. You can't wait for the 10th time and go, you know, I think I think this whole movie is them showing off their junk and beating the crap out of their genitals. So we had to turn it off, but it was a mistake I made because I thought it would be like the other jackass movies.
not good. No bueno. And then I then I watched the I did watch the rest of the movie, you know, without them. And I'm like, Johnny Knoxville, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't know why they went down that road. It was incredibly graphic. I don't think they needed to do that because their stunts and their comedy is so brilliant that they didn't really need to do that. Maybe you do one or two, maybe as a goof, but it was the whole damn movie. <laughs> Every time that tent must have been awkward. Jesus, prof, prof God off the Instagram coming in hot. Great story, St. Ranger tells more. He's just sharing a little bit about his life, Craig Salmon. I, I noticed you haven't shared anything about your life. And actually, you know what? He actually helped the uh, the uh, live stream because then it brings back memories of anybody that's a little older that lives in the New York City area where you came into New York in the uh, late 70s, 80s, all the way up to like the early 90s. And it was a sketchy, scary place. I remember... We came in once, and then one of the places you want to go is, like, Central Park, you know? And I remember all the cars were, like, uh, parked uh, right next to Central Park. I don't know what road, because back then, I didn't know any of the roads. But I'm I'm assuming it was probably uh, Central Park West or something. And that was the era where it was smash and grab. So, the you know, the petty uh, thieves, they would smash your window and grab whatever you had inside, whether it was change. What they were really looking for were um, portable radios. And I remember like it was yesterday that cars would leave a note right on their windshield or on, or on their side window where they were smashing them. That literally just said, this will be a memory for a bunch of people out there, that literally said, no radio. As in, leave my car alone. You're going to smash my window and you're not going to get a radio. So they would move on. And so many cars would have that sign that just said, no radio. Isn't that crazy? And then people had to figure out like, but then the thieves are like, they're like, no radio. That means there's a radio in this car. So it worked against people because then they're like, they obviously put it in the glove compartment because there was a time cars came with a glove compartment. So everyone knew these thieves are like, they just put it in the glove compartment because these were portable where they just came out. And remember you would put it in. I, I remember that feeling of putting your, your, uh, your your car radio in, in the slot. It just felt so good just putting it in the slot. Tell it to my heart. Times Square was an absolute S uh, show before Rudy and Disney took over. Yeah, people don't understand that. It's been so long now that people simply don't understand that. Whoever had the vision of uh, turning Times Square around, I don't think it was Rudy Giuliani. I mean, he signed off on it and allowed it to happen. But someone had the vision to take Times Square here in New York City, I think it started in the 90s, and turn it into this, um, um, I say amazing in a, in a bad way, amazing tourist trap. I mean, when you come to New York, sure, you should check out Times Square because it's insane what they have done to it, but don't spend all your time in Times Square with the rest of the dummies. Don't do that. MGP Mach 1. Hey, what was the first nice car you bought? Uh, that would be a, a Honda Accord hatchback, stick shift, God, I used to love my stick shift. Make driving so much fun. And then I moved to SUVs. I, I did do this. I went to a dealer and I'm like, you think you can put a stick shift in my S10 Blazer? They looked at me 
Like, no, no, it's, that's a, this is a whole different ride. No, we can't do that. I'm like, that's a bummer. Couldn't want a stick shift. Yeah, but Times Square. We were coming to uh, Times Square from uh, Long Island. We would pull into um, Penn Station, which is 34th Street, and a mere, like, not even eight blocks was Times Square, and we would take that walk, which was scary as hell. Every block, somebody was offering you something that was very naughty, naughty, and illegal, and it was very, very intimidating. And then you got to Times Square, and it was like they show in those old movies. It, they're literal, literal pimps all over the place. And naughty, naughty theaters and everything in between. And little places where you could get um, fake IDs. Um, and it was like something you definitely want to check out if you were coming into the city for the day. But you were scared out of your mind. And then fast forward, Taxi Driver, Times Square, 100. If you... If you've seen the movie uh, Taxi Driver, that was uh, a great uh, depiction of um, of Times Square back in the day. Yes, and then somebody had the bright idea. Let's let's you know, and and they had to start slow. So new stuff was popping up that was uh, more on the up and up, and uh, you know, and it was surrounded by all the all the filth. And slowly but surely, they pushed all the filth uh, toward the sides. So if you're one of these people that really needs to see filth still, just go towards the river. <laughs> Although now they're pushing that stuff like into the river, basically. They're, they're pushing all of it completely out of uh, that area. But for the longest time, you're like, hey, where's all the, all the stuff, uh, the naughty stuff? And they just pushed it away from Times Square towards the river. That's, that's way too local for the people. Dang, Opie looks old. Hell, I don't look old. You're trying too hard. Look old. Get the F out of here. I am Nick. You're a loser. I'd love to see how you look. You want to make out with me, don't you, you weirdo? When a guy comments about another guy's looks, he secretly wants to make out with that person. That's what it comes down to. It's as easy as that. But if you like dudes, it's all good, bro. It's 2023. Enjoy it. There was a time you weren't really allowed to like dudes. So if, if that's you, don't worry about it anymore. Just live your life loving dudes, you weirdo. St. Ranger. Yeah, no problem, St. Ranger 1959. I'm not going to let them beat you up. You actually gave me content today, sir. So cheers to St. Ranger 1959. I'll end with this. We didn't really talk about Guardians of the Galaxy because I, I don't want to like spoil the movie, but I definitely want to talk about it. But um, then we're walking home. We had a wonderful time. Son was happy. And then we had to get home to, to make the chicken piccata. He wanted his favorite dish. You know, everyone has a favorite dish for their uh, birthday dinner, and his is chicken piccata. So we had to get home to make that. It was a late night, man, you know, because uh, by the time we made the chicken piccata uh, and, 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 then, and then put candles in the cream puffs, it was close to midnight. That's why I'm uh, a bit tired today. But anyway, on the way home, <laughs> I, guess, I guess the rest of my family saw it. All of a sudden, they all go, oh, you stepped in the dog poo. Nothing worse than stepping in dog poo in this city. And then you have to find a, a stick, the right size stick, so you can go through the the treads of your of your sneaker or shoe to get the dog poo out. 
and they're laughing and there's so much dog poo on the bottom of my, of my uh, shoe and it was fresh and it was just a lot. And, uh, and then we're walking and then uh, there's like, uh, like down this way, I'll tell you down this way, they've built some amazing new buildings. My son said it even, he, he's looking, he's like, man, dad, this is like what I feel like it would be in the future. Yeah, man, they're doing something down there that it, it almost looks like a, a future city. And then they have this like little lovely park and then they have this waterfall. And all of a sudden my kids go, no, you're not, dad. No, you're. I'm like, yes, I am. So I climb over the fence, take my shoe off. And now I'm washing my dog poo shoe in the, wa- in the beautiful waterfall in front of everybody. Because I'm like, well, I, I, how else am I going to do this? Like I said earlier to the solar panel guy that called me on the on the phone, we don't own a house. So I, I don't have a hose or something where I could like hose off my stupid shoe. So the waterfall was uh, the way to go. And so I'm just washing, just washing my dog poo shoe in the waterfall. That's uh, that's sort of how my uh, my son's birthday day ended before he came home and made the chicken piccata. <laughs> they're just – my – my kids are, uh, you know, they like me, which is awesome. That's good. You want that. They're, uh, they're proud of me. You want that. But they're also very amused by me and my, my antics at times. <laughs> very, Because like my wife will tell anyone, he just doesn't give a shit. She's like, it's amazing. He just doesn't give a shit. I'm like, nope. All right, I guess we could start wrapping up. This was fun, man. This one was fun. Got a little emotional on the live stream yesterday. And it's so funny. People were making fun of it. And then others were like, dude, I, I, I like seeing you a little vulnerable. So I didn't mind. I didn't mind being a little vulnerable yesterday. A lot of emotions were coming in with the fact that my son is now a teenager. That just was weird. OP Radio. On the Opie and Anthony show, uh, well, I'll say it. 13 years ago today, I announced that I was going to be a father. Yes, a father. And being a father completely changed my life. Completely. Like a switch went off in my in my stupid soul and my stupid brain. Like life completely changed when my son was born uh, 13 years ago today. Uh, he's a great kid. He's a brilliant kid. He's a really smart kid. He's self-motivated. We never have to say, go do your homework. He does it on his own. He likes learning to the point when we want to take Mondays off because we're at the ocean or something like that. You know, he's like, I don't want to miss school. He's one of those kids, which, yeah, that's a little, that's a little wacky. But, but you know, God bless him for being like that. You know, it'll help him uh, when he gets a little older. So today's a busy day because um, I, I don't even want to say this out loud, but I have a teenager in the house. So cheers to my son. 13 years. Yeah, see, there you go on Instagram. I knew someone would do this. Matt D455, 13 years. Holy as he writes. Yeah, yeah. Because time is like, wham. Yeah, it felt like uh, yesterday I was on the radio going, uh. I'm now a dad, you know, and I, I'm, I'm lucky that I, uh, I, I'm lucky that I, uh, 
But I am a dad, man. You know, I'm an older dad. There's no, there's no, there's no denying that. I remember when I turned. Um, I'll tell you. I remember when I turned forty. Um, I I pretty much had a. Uh, I pretty much had a nervous breakdown. If you want to know the truth, uh, here's the real stuff today. Because because I'm being very, I'm feeling very sentimental having a 13 year old in my house. So I, I turned forty, and. Um, I didn't have uh, I didn't have a gig at that moment in time. I didn't have a girlfriend in that moment of in time. I didn't even own a house at that moment in time. And I turned forty, and I my dad called, and uh, what is this guy on the Instagram? I remember him being a toddler and you complaining about him to Louis C.K. Probably, you know, being a parent is not easy. I'm sure there was some complaining, but but in uh, in general, man, it's been uh, an absolute uh, pleasure. Oh my god, my son's been an absolute pleasure. But anyway, I turned forty. I had no, I had nothing. I had no career. I had no chick. I had no house. Um, and my dad called me up, and uh, he wished me a happy birthday, and I broke down. And I'll, I'll tell you, I don't care. I don't care. A lot of people look at me as like this tough shock jock that doesn't have emotions and, you know, just has an edge to them. I broke down and cried on the phone to my dad because I was thinking, you know, there's one of those special birthdays turning 40. And I, I felt like I had nothing in my life. I literally nothing in my life. So he's like, I'll be right over. And then we drove around. This is, what, this is how I celebrated my 40th birthday. And we drove around uh, the Huntington area for like two or three hours. And I was just like, I was just babbling i'll never be a father i'll never i'll never be married i'll uh i'll never have a career again all this stuff and my dad god bless him rest his uh rest his soul he um he listened to every word he let me he let me get it out he let me get it all out and he goes you know you you probably don't believe this at this moment in time, but you're, you're truly still a very young guy. And I really believe that, that you'll, uh, you'll, you will get married and you will be a father. And I was like, ah, whatever. And so, uh, so we, so we, uh, got to the end of the day. I got it all out. I got, I, um, I, uh, calmed myself down. I got myself back together <laughs> And then, and then, uh, then you fast forward a little bit, and my uh, my dad dies in a horrific car accident outside the house we grew up in, and um, and then that was also the time that uh, I was going back to radio to work for Sirius XM or XM at the time, and we were supposed to do a giant promotion tour. Company calls me. They're like, we understand if you're not ready to do this promotional tour, you know, Anthony could do it certainly, and and we'll do we'll figure some other stuff out. The first stop was uh, Philadelphia, and I was like, you know what, this morning sucks. Stupid morning. M o u r n i n g. Cheers on the good spelling. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get away from this sadness up here in New York City. I'll, I'll, I'll take the drive to Philly. I'll meet some fans at uh, Dave & Buster's. It was, it was a promotional tour because even though we sat sat out over two years, uh, uh, CBS Radio 
held us to a, a non-compete. So after not competing for over two years, then they made us sit out for a non-compete for, I think it was three months or something like that. And, and XM was very excited to get us going. So they, uh, they said, we could do a promotional tour. You guys are good on microphones and stuff. We'll set up gigs in all these cities you go. Some of you went. I know some of you went. And, uh, you, you know, you can fool around with the crowd, take pictures, sign autographs, whatever, and get them excited about satellite radio. So I'm like, I, I went down to Philly. I don't remember anything about the Dave and Buster's experience because I was, I was deep in mourning about losing my dad, Amir. At that point, he, he was gone less than, man, I don't, maybe less than a week, maybe, maybe 10 days prior and long story short, packing up, and this this gal was at the bar, and she's staring right at me. And I'm I swear I did the old looking behind me. Who the hell is this beautiful girl? Uh, looking at, and that uh, and that turned out to be my wife. Cheers, cheers. Wasn't looking for it at all. Um, I, at that point, I was like, you know, I'm I'm single. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have a fucking blast. And she was just staring at me, and I stared back at her. And um, we got to talking. She wasn't a fan or anything. She was there to pick up her brother. She didn't even know who the hell I was. And. All of a sudden, like, Jimmy's ready to go back to New York City. God bless Jimmy on this one, too. You know, I'll tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's why I picked that that song all those years ago, because everything has the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's why I picked that song. The Opie and Anthony show had the good, the bad, and the ugly. So even though uh, I feel like Jimmy did some ugly things, some bad things, he also did some good things. So, uh... After after uh, meeting my my uh, my wife at the bar, um, and we started talking, I went to I went to Jimmy like I I was his ride home. I'm like, we ain't going anywhere. Now I forgot all about my dad dying. <laughs> forgot all about it. And we ended up talking, 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 talking. There was a whole group of us because now her brother was uh, joining the party and his friends, and we were all just wandering around the streets of Philly. And we were, like, uh, falling back and just talking. And, uh, man, we bonded immediately. And the weird thing is, like, I at that, at, at that moment in time, I, was, I wasn't looking – I wasn't looking for a, a gal, and then my dad died, so certainly I wasn't looking for a gal. And they say, man, when it hits you between the eyes, it hits you between the eyes. So uh, we we kept walking around, and um, and then I'm like, yeah, man, I, you know, it's time to go, whatever. And we exchanged numbers, and we were sort of in a little alleyway. I was on my way to my car, and I was thinking to myself, this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy, you know. And the kid, I. I mean, I joked about it, but I, I had, I, I did well for myself, but there was something about this that was very, very different. And then I kind of leaned in for a kiss and this is the crazy part. I don't know if I've ever told this full story, but F it for my, for my son's 13th birthday, I'm feeling, feeling very sentimental. So leaning for a little kiss, nothing crazy. And I went, Oh my God. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I was like, 
I'm in trouble. And um, this, th this was my thought. I said to myself, uh, holy shit, I'm going to marry this woman. Yes, yes. Not, not even thinking about marriage, not even want to be married at that moment in time, nothing. But that one kiss, I went, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. And I said to myself, I'm going to marry this woman. And then, like, I went home to New York and, like, a security cat, I was like, I don't like what I'm feeling. I don't like what I'm feeling. So she would call and I would be, sometimes I wouldn't answer because I was just scared shitless of what I was feeling. And I'm thinking to myself, I, if she's not feeling the same thing I'm feeling, I'm, I'm effed. And then long story short, uh, you know, I couldn't blow her off anymore. Not that I was really blowing her off. I was trying to like, I was just trying to take a breath. And then uh, then she came up to New York City for our, our, our first official date. And oh, my God, the rest is history. Holy crap. And then, um, you know, then we got married. And then uh, we had our, uh, our first kid 13 years ago today. 13 years ago today. So this cheers goes out to my son. My son! And it feels weird. It feels weird. I just want my little my little kid back. But he's not a little kid anymore. He's, uh, he's pretty much up to my shoulder now. You know, we're finally getting, a, getting him a phone. Even though his friends have had phones since they were 11 or 12. That we're getting that for his birthday today. Maybe a drone. We went to, uh, we went to Niagara Falls for his birthday. You know about that because we were live streaming from up there. There's the, uh, there's the official Niagara Falls <laughs> coffee mug. So we're busy today. So I, I can only do a short one. I don't even know if any of that made sense. But, I, you know, there are people out there. They reach out to me. And then, you know what? And some of these people, I reach out uh, to them. And, I, and, I, and we have deep conversations. You know, there's people out there that say, uh, they write me and they say, you know, I got to tell you, um, the Opie and Anthony show. And, and sometimes they'll say, and you in particular, got me through some really, really tough, tough times. And some of these people don't even know that uh, as I'm reading these wonderful DMs or or whatever, uh, that I, you know, I, that I was I, that I was in, in deep depression about losing two good friends or or some other crap that, you know, has gone on in life. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel the same way about some of these people that uh, that uh, doing radio or live streaming Certainly, I talk about the private Facebook group that, that you guys got me through some tough times as well, as well. You know, when Carl and uh, Vic died within six months of each other, right when I thought I was reinventing myself and I was going to like really pop with a brand new show. And then they then they died within six months of each other. I was I was deeply depressed. That's why I grew my hair out long. I was I was a mess, man. I was like I was in therapy trying to like try to figure out how do you get past like two dear friends, your number one and your number two. Uh, I have, I have, I have uh, older friends and maybe technically closer friends, but when it came to day-to-day -day, uh, stuff, Carl Ruiz and Vic Henley were my number one and my number two friends. They both died within six months. And I was, uh, 
I was a, I was an effing mess. I couldn't be, a, I couldn't be, a, I couldn't be a, a proper uh, husband or, or father for a while there. I, I was out of my effing mind. I, I just, I, I couldn't figure out how you wrap your, your, your arms around something like that. And uh, I say this because like, like some of you that reach out and say that you got me through a lot of tough times, you know, I, I, I don't take it lightly, the people in my private Facebook group, because those were the people that I focused on. Um, those were the people that I focused on to, you know, get through some tough times on, on my end. So uh, cheers to them, too, the private Facebook group. So today is uh, is a weird, sentimental, but very, very happy day as my as my son turns uh, 13. Well, I'm going to wake him up in a little bit and he will be 13. And that uh, in some ways bothers me a lot. But it's all good, man. You got to let them grow up and do their own thing. Tell them happy birthday from all of us. Then stomp on his cake and say, son, it's time. I tell you about daddy as a shock jock. Oh, they know in broad strokes, they don't give two craps. I got two kids and they don't give two craps about uh, what I used to do for a living. They literally don't care, which is, uh, which is okay by me. I'm just their stupid dad that turns on a live stream and yells and screams in a room somewhere. It's a weird day, man. I, I, I haven't been looking forward to, to this birthday of my son's because, you know, 13 is a, is a big, it's a big number. It changes a lot of things. It changes a lot of things. It, officially, he's not a kid anymore, although he hasn't felt like a kid in about a year or so. But um, so it's a, it's a little weird today, uh, to say the least. So my, my head is all over the place emotionally. Don't get the phone for uh, my son. 13-year-olds can't handle them. Well, the problem is every kid in this school has it already. They, You know, uh, Judy Gold told me, she's like, when you, when you have uh, New York City kids, they grow up uh, a lot, a lot faster. So like a 12, 13-year-old city kid is uh, – in general, more mature than the suburb kids. I, I've noticed that myself. I'm just I'm speaking in general terms because New York has a is a lot. I mean, it's a lot different, a lot different. You know, these kids are jumping on subways at 11 years old to go to school because both parents work like anywhere else. But they literally, instead of jumping on a school bus, they're jumping on subways at 11 years old to get to school. It's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. So, um, nah, we're going to get him a phone. I don't even think he's excited about getting a phone, but uh, it's just time. It's just time. I want to turn this on for the simple fact to wish my son a happy 13th birthday today. Cheers to him and only him today. Cheers to my son. Boo 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 boo. Boo 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 boo.